0: Motorcycle Madhouse, presented by Insane Throttle Biker News, hosted by none other than... All right now,
1: I don't feel too agreeable.
0: And everyone's favorite online personality, the thorn in every real side, James Hollywood Machikari and his partner in crime, Double Barrel. And welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse brought to you by Insane Throttle Biker News. I'm James Hollywood Machikari. Uh, Most of you guys know me by my articles and stuff like that on the Insane Throttle. Today we're going to be talking about uh, why bikers are an endangered species. Today's topic, you know, before I get started is something that I've been getting asked a lot uh, over and over and over again. What I think what's going wrong in the biker world, what can go better, what has changed, how it used to be. You know, I get a, a lot of, uh, you know, replies to a lot of the stuff Ghost has been putting out there. You know, about his ride adventures, how the 1970s used to be, how the 80s used to be, and why is it so different today. Uh, I think it has to be traced back to 1994, you know before then bikers really wasn't the cool thing to be you know most people you know if you were riding a bike you would get pulled over by a cop you know but then harley davidson made the switch to where it started getting away from its core business you know the core business being you know working you know blue collar working men and they started in 94 because I I can, you know, remember 94 like it was yesterday because I remember there was a freaking waiting list that you couldn't get a bike off the showroom floor. Uh back in 94 they started to uh, switch from their blue collars over to their, you know, white collar or rubs as we called it. So it kind of changed the industry a whole lot more. Uh you started getting an influx of money coming in and you know, the weekend rider phenomenon started, uh, before then, it was something that we lived every single day, you know, we woke up, we breathed, and we ate, and we dreamed of nothing but getting on a bike, getting out there on the open road, uh, so that was, uh, a huge change, you know, starting back in 94, and I think had a lot of, uh, you know repercussions on what we're seeing today because the political correctness you know just look at daytona for example you know you used to be able to go down to daytona the cops were freaking cool they let you loose you know you had tits flying all over the place shit you had uh, orgies going on in the middle of the campgrounds but god forbid something like that shit happened today uh you know they totally you know put an end to that kind of uh, lifestyle and thinking. And what they did, and it's kind of like uh, what they do today with the kids in school where they kind of brainwash them. Uh, this is the way it's supposed to be. Uh, and I think that's what kind of happened with uh, what's going on now because the new generation of bikers coming in this, for one, the motorcycle companies are having all kinds of trouble getting uh, new riders into their uh, you know, products and stuff like that. Well, we all know why they're having that kind of freaking trouble. That's because uh, they can't get these kids off of Xbox and they can't get them off of their, you know, out on their own. And they're having a, parents are having a hell of a time getting them to move out of the house. So they got no sense of responsibility. They, you know, shit, hold five or six fucking jobs a year if if they have any at that. Uh, there's just no you know want for what this lifestyle was supposed to be you know it's got you know all politically you know correct where it's no fun to be a biker anymore I look on some of these you know Facebook websites and just at the comments that I can see you know it's like you shake your head it's like really dude or you know are you serious you're that offended by something so fucking stupid and you're supposed to be a fucking biker right that's the problem we're having it's that that has changed this lifestyle to me anyway you know when you get politically correct and you sit there and you're supposed to be a rebel you're supposed to be out there you know enjoying the open road and then when you lose you know lose that way of thinking and you have to sit there and fit in what kind of biker is that and then you wonder why you know everything's become the way it has become you know unless we wake up and start teaching these younger generation you know what life's about uh getting some freaking enthusiasm into them the biker lifestyle don't have much to go on in the future You know the motorcycle companies harley davidson for example they're out there now it would have been unheard of for them to try to come up with a 550 or you know even a 750 you know but they had to do that uh you know try to entice a you know younger generation you know it also don't help that harley you know has the same fucking models 50 years in a fucking row and they never change anything they're just you know starting to realize uh that's what they need to do but it is kind of sad <laughs> i think about harley davidson right now it, it's kind of sad how they got away from their core group and now they're wondering and why the hell they're going downhill they're wondering why they can't get their sales on their motorcycles up well it's quite simple you fucking abandoned us really you abandoned us and now you're wondering why you can't, you know, we never got into uh, telling our kids about your product and stuff. Honda, Yamaha, and Suzuki all got comparable bikes. You know, I know a lot of people out there, you know, hey, if you don't ha- you know, own a Harley, you ain't a biker. That's bullshit. It's always been bullshit. My first one uh, was a 77 Triumph Bonneville. You know, I ride a fat boy because of club stuff, but... Uh, if I didn't have club stuff, I'd be on a fucking, uh, Suzuki Boulevard, you know, so that argument of, uh, you know, you ride a rice or it's not American made is bullshit. Shit. Even Harley Davidson ain't American made anymore. You know, half the time they're buying the parts from overseas and then assembling them over here. But you know, everybody knows they just opened up a plant in, uh, in Asia. You know, they claim, you know, that's going to be tailored only for the Asian market. Well, that's bullshit. You could have done that here, you know. If you want to claim to be American made, then be American made. That's what's going wrong with the biker lifestyle. People are freaking sheep. They really are. They're sheep. I just wrote an article that's going to be probably coming out tomorrow. You know, how there was a murder for hire for, you know, through a one percenter club. Well, what kind of shit is that? A murder for fucking hire, you know, and here everybody is saying, well, what's wrong with the biker lifestyle? What's wrong with the biker lifestyle? Well, for one, you got clubs out there doing that kind of damn shit. Who the hell wants to be, you know, around bikers? Who? I know I wouldn't. It made us look real fucking stupid. For one, it used to be a rule. a you never touch women and children, but you know, they put two bullets in her head. Yeah, that's what's wrong with the biker lifestyle right now. You know, I know why. It's kind of funny. (laughs) I have always thought about that. Uh, How clubs have impacts on what we are. You know, I used to be a diehard 1% supporter. Still am to a a lot of a degree. But one thing I can't understand is with them and, you know... Just like them, they're having a hard time recruiting members, and that goes back to, you know, Harley Davidson. Uh, all the bike manufacturers can't get people, you know, the newer generation involved. And that affects the recruiting, it really does. Uh, but what I can't understand with them is, why the hell are you going around shooting up shit? There's been two shootings in the last, what, two weeks, three weeks, and now the front page story is the club uh, gets involved with a murder for hire. With a doctor who was selling some fucking pills or some shit like that. And you wonder why we're in decline. People ask me, well, what's going on with the biker lifestyle? Well, what's going on with the biker lifestyle is people seem like they've lost all kinds of morals. And they lost their fucking way. They lost what being a biker is about. Not only did they get fucking PC, but they got caught up in this bullshit of... Let's go around. This is what a, a biker is supposed to be. Let's go around shooting motherfuckers. Well, that ain't what a biker was supposed to be. It never has been. You know, yeah, one percenters. You know, actually, if you read your history of the one percenters, it was all about partying. It wasn't about going out there slinging shit, slinging dope, you know, out there doing these murder for hire bullshits. It wasn't about all that. And stuff like that puts clubs in the bad light and they wonder why the fucking feds are all over their ass so yeah that's what's been going on with why you know what's been going on with the biker lifestyle if you're gonna go out there and do some shit like that why would some fucking 20 year old kid want to get on a bike the only reason why most of these kids want to get on and ride on a bike anyways because they wanted a patch or they wanted a fucking bike you know the ride with brothers and stuff like that Stuff like this just makes it look horrible on us. You know, the article is going to be out tomorrow, uh, 1-11 or January 11th. So if you're reading this uh, or you're listening to this podcast, uh, it was released on January 11th. So, you know, you would to go back in the archives and stuff like that. Where do I see the motorcycle industry going or where do I see bikers going? Unless fucking bikers change and get rid of this politically correct bullshit, it's not going to go much. It's not going to (laughs) go... I get bored half the fucking time going out now because, you know, bars this, bars that. You know, it's not about riding anymore. It's not about going out there and just laying your freaking, you know, rack right on the side of the road. It's just become... Let's go to the, you know, the next bar, the next bar. And this is the way it's supposed to be. Shit, Sturges ain't even the way it used to be, man. You know, everything's so fucking regulated. How the hell we call ourselves freaking bikers now? It gets to the point where you actually have to wonder how we are as a community. We have to wonder... What programs we're gonna get out there for the kids to get them interested? In. You got to start these kids young in bike, you know. The being a biker, personally, you know, I grew up with a father in a club, an uncle in a club. I had, you know, people I can look up to that was in clubs. Uh, I know the first time I seen uh, them ride down the, my street on Harley Davidsons, you know, I knew from that point on that's what I wanted to be. But nowadays, kids don't think that way. And that's the problem we're going to have as a community, as a group, as a lifestyle, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Is if we don't start reaching out to these kids, we're going to go by the waveside. You know, shit. They got electric bikes coming out now. You know, that's how bad the shit's gotten. That's how politically correct we got. You know, I have to admit, I still can't get over the freaking... Carburetor, you know, going out the wayside, you know, all the fuel injection models and all that stuff, or, you know, but I'm more of an old school type of you know guy where it was you know early 80s, you know 90s. That's what I was used to compared to what's going on now. So we all got to evolve in that respect. But what we don't have to do is involve this politically correct bullshit. It's time to get rid of the politically correct bullshit you know what, tits are a part of the fucking lifestyle, you know, the swearing, you know, the fuck you, all that bullshit is a part of the lifestyle, so stop being so politically correct, uh, I guess that's how I could answer the question from, uh, one of the readers that sent me, uh, don't forget, uh, January 25th at 7 o'clock, we're gonna have, uh, Big Pete, uh, the former regional vice president of the Chicago Outlaws uh, and author of the book The Last Chicago Boss, uh, live on our uh, page on uh, Facebook. He's going to be on the Facebook Live, so you're going to get to hang out with him. Uh, Also, we just launched uh, Biker Madhouse. It's a social networking site for uh, bikers. It's non-censored you just send all the fucking titty videos and whatever you want on this site uh it's just uh you know it's hopefully gonna take us back to what it used to be and maybe that uh can relate to the on the streets but uh thanks for everybody for uh listening in on this segment and uh as we go on hopefully i get better i'm I'm a writer not a freaking podcaster but the bosses want me to podcast but i enjoy it and uh I'll be joined again uh, soon with uh, my partner uh, Double Barrel, and uh, we'll get on some more good subjects.
1: Cigarettes and whiskey Call my shaking hand I just lost a lover To a one-night stand Something temporary It burns My baby's gone Promises were broken Dreams were left to die Empty words were spoken Tears were in our eyes Something temporary Can help me understand these games that people play. Since my baby's gone You can kill this pain It's driving me
0: Holiday tips and wine stories from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over one million bubbles in a glass of champagne? Here's to a whole lot of celebrating. Crisp whites like a floral Sauvignon Blanc pairs perfectly with shrimp cocktail and other light appetizers. Now that's how you kick off a holiday meal. Don't stress about choosing the right wine for a meaningful gift. Consider me your wine concierge. As you check off that gift list this holiday season, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection at Total Wine & More. Cheers!